Welcome to the Talent Pool Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kaplan, founder and CEO of Kaplan Partners, a retained executive search and board advisory firm headquartered in Philadelphia. My very special guest today is Rebecca Romero Rainey, president and CEO of the Independent Community Bankers of America, ICBA, as it's affectionately known, is a national trade association representing thousands of community banks around the country. And before taking the helm of ICBA five years ago, Rebecca herself was a banker and CEO of a community bank started by her family over 50 years ago. I've known Rebecca through the industry for a number of years, and I am delighted to welcome you, Rebecca. Well, thank you so much for having me, Alan. It's great to be here today. Rebecca, you recently authored an article in the ICBA magazine, which I read here. I'm sure you write all your own stuff. You, you do have a great uh, marketing and PR team and, and education team at ICBA. But I was struck by this article because it focused on what you know is near and dear to my heart. It's attracting, retaining, developing talent, grooming successors. And yet I see so many challenges at so many banks around this issue of grappling with those dynamics. It's clearly a defining issue, I think, for the future of the industry. So how are you seeing banks grappling with that? And how is ICBA, beyond the obvious great education training that you do, trying to help banks grapple with an issue that really could affect the future survival of a lot of banks? Having a succession plan and constantly grooming those future leaders is something that we know is the key to success as, as we think about the future of the industry. And so it's it's something that um, for us, it's why education is such a core pillar to what we do. And it's education that is specifically focused on community banking and, and providing those tools. It's why what we do with our leadership development programs like Lead Forward have been such a significant investment for the industry. But to your point, Alan, we can provide the resources and the classes all day long. We need the bank owners, we need the bank CEOs to be actively identifying and thinking about who the the next management team of the bank will be. And so that's why so much of what we do is, again, based on -on one-on-one needs. It's it's interacting individually with the banks. It's, you know, for me, a lot of what I do in, in my speaking is talking about succession planning. I tell my story story quite a bit because I think a key to our success in, in our family bank is I had a, a father who early on told me, Rebecca, I'm here to support you. Other than that, I'm going to get out of the way. And that's just, I mean, I think back on that today and that was the key to my success. I knew that I could make the decisions and I had the support, but at the end of the day, I needed to step up to the plate and do it. And so having that clarity from him as the manager, as the leader of the organization, but also that support and belief in what I was doing was critical to that success. And so I tell that story a lot because I want folks to think about, you know, what am I doing? And it may not be telling that next person, okay, this job is yours, but put them in a place so that they can learn and grow. And and how do we how do we step out of the way? For me, that was candidly one of the exciting parts about taking on this job is I was literally able to step out of the way to a whole next um, level of management in the organization and let them take it and run with it. And so there has to be though that conscious assumption, and we can't wait 
you know, I've, I've always said, you know, for me, no matter how old you are, that succession plan always has to be put in place. What happens if you win the lottery tomorrow and, you know, you want to go do something else? You know, we don't have to look at this from a, you know, doomsday scenario. I think we can have some fun with it, but, but we have to talk about it. We have to, we have to ask the hard questions and we have to prepare for the future, knowing that that could happen tomorrow or it could happen 20 years from now. But either way, we need to start talking about it. I couldn't agree with everything you said more. And unfortunately, we've seen more than our fair share of CEOs who wouldn't get out of the way, wouldn't retire. Yeah, they're going to live forever. Um, the, yeah, they're close to the board. The board lets them think they're going to live forever. And the board doesn't know what to do and create, you know, many, many, many challenges for those organizations. So the way it was handled, uh, obviously, by your dad. I think is great. And and I also think sometimes overlap is overrated. You know, we have community banks where, you know, CEO says, well, I'm going to hire my successor and then I'm going to leave in, you know, two years, three years. Like, uh, someone who's ready to go run the bank doesn't want to sit behind you for a couple of years. In your situation at Sentinel Bank, you know, I've, I've crossed paths once or twice with your successor, but I thought about, well, who's going to run this family bank? They can't have that many people. And sure enough, you did have somebody ready, willing, and able to step up. So it feels from the outside like a seamless transition, but can you touch on that briefly? Again, I, I think that was part of, you know, inherently what, what we did at Settle Bank and, and what they continue to do is identifying, you know, that leadership team. I think part of it too is is so many times we think about it as one individual. That is another philosophy I have as the leader. This is this is not me. This is the team that makes it happen. And and I'm here to support that. And and so I was so fortunate to have on Hill Reyes who succeeded me. And I actually worked pretty much well, we were together that entire 20 years that I was at the bank. He started the year before I did. And we grew up in the bank together. I mean, quite literally, and had an opportunity to wear many different hats. It's the other thing I love about community banking is you have such an opportunity to really develop a, a very deep career in one institution because there's so many hats to be worn and uh, bases to be covered that you really are able to, to develop, you know, if you take advantage of the opportunity, um, some some real strength on the bench. And so Angel was that person. We were so fortunate to have him in that place and, and an incredible team of folks that, like I said, were, were willing to step up and take on more. I was speaking with another community bank CEO literally today, public company, and we were talking about the topic of succession in his organization. And he talked about how many years they've spent with the top people in the organization, rotating them around, giving them those different experiences, which is so valuable because I think it's too easy to silo people in this industry. I had so many CEOs say to me, well, I think she could be the next CEO, but I, I need her in the role she's in and I can't afford to take her out of the role. And my response is always, if you think she's your next CEO, you can't afford not to take to her out. Exactly. <laughs> Because they give somebody else an opportunity to step up in a different role and, you know, sort of keep that, that growth going. So it sounds like there's some DNA in Sentinel Bank that just really got that from its earliest days around team and rotating and everybody learning and pitching in and growing up and growing the bank all together. Exactly. It really is. I mean, it's a great way to say it. It's, it's inherent in what, what we do there. So, so one of the areas 
that I think really relates to the topic of succession, especially for the CEO, is corporate governance and the dynamic around, you know, community banks, especially many that are not public, are often viewed as having not so great governance. The regulators are getting a little bit more focused on, you know, as you know, CEO succession, C-suite session, board succession, and all of those dynamics. So a lot of ground to cover here, potentially. What changes do you see happening over time around governance in the banking community for community banks and I guess grappling with board and CEO succession? What comes to mind for me first is, you know, let, let's just admit the role and responsibility of a community bank board today has grown exponentially over the last decade and, and probably even going back before that. And I think what we all need to do is we grapple with that and we think about how we work through it and we, we develop the succession plans here, not just for the management team, but in many cases for the board and ownership as well. I mean, that is, is just as important. In, in many situations, is to think about this as, as an incremental journey. And there is so much that is required of a board today, whether it's the skills and the engagement, um, whether it's, you know, how they're structured. I mean, there's, there's just so much here. And, and I think that's why, you know, for us at ICBA, it, it's about taking advantage of the tools that are out there. And that um, I, I really think it is is incredible, whether, you know, it's things that we do with our board of directors program or state association engagement, some of the programs that the FDIC does. There is so much out there in terms of resources. You can't take it all in at once, but incrementally, I think it really has to be a commitment to continued learning and, and continued engagement. Just as we expected the staff at the bank, it's the same for the board. And so finding those folks, and again, I know this is a struggle, again, because of of, you know, the associated liability and all the responsibility that goes with being a member today. I think we need to kind of flip that perspective a little bit and say, there's so much that somebody can get out of being a member of a board. If that training is leveraged, the engagement and the discussions to learn more about, you know, whether I'm an entrepreneur, or I'm, I'm a part of the management team, the power that lies around that board table. And I don't mean the individuals, I mean, the topics and the decisions that are being made and the engagement, the training and the development. I think if we can change our mindsets and kind of think about it more about the opportunities that we have in front of us, we can change the tone a little bit because yes, the expectations are just going to continue to grow. You know, that that's just the reality of, of what we're dealing with. But how do we prepare ourselves for that? And how do we how do we surround ourselves with, with the right tools and resources because they're out there? And that really for me is, is a significant part of the message and thinking about that incremental mental approach, leaning on peers, you know, find, talk to somebody you think does this really well. I can't tell you over the years, the folks that would share with me, you know, summary dashboards of board reporting that they were doing, or, you know, how they were approaching their minutes, or, I mean, that we don't have to do this alone. And, and I think that is, is something that, that maybe we don't take enough advantage of in, in terms of leaning on the industry resources or our peers. I can't thank you enough for sharing your thoughts and your perspective and your wisdom with us today. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a pleasure. There's nothing more I like talking about. So thank you for the opportunity here to engage, Alan. Delightful. You've been listening to the Talent Pool Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kaplan from Kaplan Partners. If you'd like to hear more from our guests or listen to our other podcasts or learn more about our firm, 
visit capitalpartners.com. Thank you for joining us.